and welcome to the Story X Story podcast, where we discuss stories across pop culture, plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode number 28, and I'm your co-host, Nigel. I'm Tazzy, streamer and co-host. I'm Gina, the show's producer. And we have a special guest with us today, a returning guest, Mr. Midas. How are you? What's going on? Me back, me back, me back, me back. Yeah, uh, we brought you back after episode 10 where we spoke about uh, EGX and we sort of recapped all the gaming goodness. So because we're going to speak about a video game today, thought, perfect guest. Uh, so before we get into that, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also send us feedback and questions to feedback at mymatter.com or just shout at us on social media, at mymatter on Twitter, at mymattertees on Instagram, or at Tazzy on both. Uh, before we get into our topic for today, which is a dive into the story of The Last of Us, we're going to just touch on some uh, gaming news from the My Matter universe. And if you're listening to this, uh, I think we should have some news out on our plans for Gamepad. Uh, as with pretty much everything in this uh, new socially distanced world that we uh, that we live in, uh, we've had to postpone our summer Gamepad event plans, which is really unfortunate. But what we've been able to do is think about ideas for an online um, gamepad community and online gamepad event in summer. Uh, so we've got a, we've made an initial announcement and if you just follow us, um, subscribe to our newsletter, you'll be able to find out more information as we get information um, in. We're basically kind of uh, working on this at the moment, but the idea is we're going to put together a sort of day-long event where you can sort of tune in uh, across streaming platforms and we'll have sort of competitions to watch and different sort of uh, gaming content uh, from our friends, uh, from people in the industry and different competitions as well. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. All right, so let's get into our video game discussion because there is a lot to talk about here. And we're going to be talking about The Last of Us, which is developed by Naughty Dog and published by Sony Computer Entertainment, originally released on the PlayStation 3 and remastered for the PlayStation 4, which is where I jumped in uh, on and got it on my PS4. Uh, so before we go any further, just to clarify that there will be spoilers for the first last of us game uh obviously since we uh kind of uh, arranged this episode a lot is happening in the world of uh, the last of us part two but i just want to make clear that we're not going to be spoiling anything for last of us part two uh, our discussion is from a story's perspective is focused on the first game so if you haven't played the first game what are you doing uh play that um, go play it now yeah, this like podcast. Really... go play it <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so if you have played uh the first game uh that's what we're going to be getting into but yeah we're not going to be spoiling anything in uh the second game I haven't even seen any spoilers anyway so uh just to super quick summary uh, of the game so this is a game where you control uh, Joel. Does he have a surname? Does anyone know? 
Um, I'm going to take that as a no. I don't think so. He doesn't know. No, I don't think he does. Okay. All right. Well, Joel, that's good enough. Uh, So he's a smuggler who's been given the task of escorting a teenage girl, Ellie, who I assume also hasn't been given a surname. No, no, no. I mean, I'll have a look. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll fact check that. Ellie's understandable because she's like grown up in the... Yeah. Post apocalypse world, so that should, I'm well, sure yeah. they don't bother. Joel should have like a <laughs> driver's license or something. Uh, anyway, we'll figure that out. Uh, so Ellie and Joel uh, are on this journey across a post apocalyptic United States where an outbreak of a mutant fungus thingy is ravaging the country and turning people into zombie like creatures known as the infected. And the game really centers around the relationship between Joel, you the player, and Ellie, uh, they're really the focus of this game. And I imagine that's a lot of what we're going to be discussing today. So where do people want to start? Because actually, let me just say, uh, so I played this game, I only just played this game at the start of this year, uh, after hearing sort of uh, how great it is and playing sort of bits of it with uh, on a friend's console and not quite getting sort of the full kind of impact of the game obviously if you're playing bits here and there so i just decided with the second game coming out uh, i'll get my own copy i'll play it from start to finish and i was just so impressed with this game uh so i'm gonna just throw something out there but i really did want to focus on the or at least start with the relationship between joel and ellie uh because for me just looking at i guess storytelling in games that was the one thing that impressed me just how their relationship uh, develops over the course of the game, but also impacts the gameplay as well. It's so not just the story. So what did you guys think about that relationship? Uh, all right, firstly, I'm going to just jump in and say um, on the fandom, it says Ellie Williams. Okay. It says it's non-canon. Oh, right. So some, so, does that mean someone just suggested the name? So, I, so it's got like, it's got all of the names for ellie williams kiddo what joe calls her baby girl yeah joe calls her new kid what riley calls her wolf um but yeah so it says that it's non-canon but yeah i don't think she has a specific surname um so i would say before you can even really jump into the relationship of joe and ellie you gotta kind of speak about joe and sarah Mm. and obviously that's true that's true anyone who Anyone who's played this, huge spoiler, and it's only like... It's the first, like, yeah. yeah, ...to the game. But when you start off with The Last of Us, um, you start off playing as Sarah, who's Joel's daughter, and you're in the house and you're walking around. And it's, firstly, it's it's a real uh, masterpiece for Naughty Dog to show how impressive the graphics are of this game like you're walking around in this house and you're like oh my god this game is is gorgeous but they do something really smart and they make you play as sarah straight away so you almost start caring about a character without even realizing yeah, yeah. and you start you always grow, grow attached to the character you're playing so because exactly. you think that's what your your journey is going to be about Exactly. So you start building a bond with Sarah, um, trying to look around the house, and then Joe bursts in and bare madness is happening, and then he takes you in the car with you and his uncle, and then you just see the mayhem that is happening in the world. It's that whole um, The Walking Dead, like 
the world is ending, zombies are taking over the world, what the hell is doing? And they build you, they build up this this anxiousness really quickly, really, really quickly. And then within 10 minutes, they kill his daughter. It's a Mm. major, major part of the story. And uh, I think the thing that I really liked about it is it has that, because you're the character in the game who doesn't know what's going on, and you, the player, doesn't know what's going on. So you're just in this, where am I? What is happening? Why is everyone panicking? Why is my dad panicking? I'm in this car. And like when you're in the car even, and you can look around and you just see all the chaos happening mm-hmm. around you. So for multiple reasons, that's such a good uh, sequence to really put you in the in the place of the story. And I think it's something they do really well throughout the whole of this game, um, is like really set the scene um, so if you played the game uh, and you pay attention, there's not actually that many points with zombies in it. Someone else highlighted this to me because uh, I was like, this game's so scary. And they're like, but zombies aren't even in it that much. Oh, they're not yeah. even zombies, but the infected aren't even in it that much. Uh, but because they create this constant atmosphere, they really set the scene and drive it in that you have to be alert. Uh, you never know when the infected are going to jump out of you or humans are going to jump out at you uh, and you are like the scenery and it's not all like dark and doom and gloom in this game there's a lot of bright scenes as well um, but you're always on the edge uh, and so like they're constantly like setting the scene um, and then yeah uh, the other thing I wanted to mention as well before going into Joel and Ellie's relationship is just like all of his relationships because uh, we meet his partner uh, as well uh, in the post-apocalypse, like in the once everything's gone down and yep. there is, you know, Tess. this military, yeah, Tess. Yeah. Uh, so we meet Tess and, and then his relationship with Tess is kind of highlighted as well. Um, and then there's like this relationship with Ellie, but he's already been through so much. Uh, and then Ellie's kind of young, full of hope and has known nothing, uh, but this world. Um, cause she mm. was born in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everyone's just kind of like this game is deep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll tell you what makes me laugh. Cause I actually spoke to Tazzy about, um, the last of us and she was mo- telling me how scared she was of it and how <laughs> I'm surprised you even like this game. Cause you I think love it, it was a horror and I'm like, it's not even scary. There's nothing it is scary about this. Terrifying. Game. It's just so, the story is just so well made and so gripping that like, I can power through the like this the how scared I am. <laughs> and and I, I've got Joel with me. It feels like I've got him there. So it's like, yeah, we're doing this together. I don't feel alone. I feel weaponized. I, I feel like I feel like Naughty Dog done something with this game that most developers have never really been some not even been able to do and some have always been scared to do is put story first um like every all of us have spoken about it and we're all talking about the narrative and the story of this game where we ain't even started talking about obviously mechanics and and how the game plays and um the undertone messages under the game but the but a game to be like the 
the thing that drives this game is narrative and we're going to mm. show you within the first 10 minutes because if you think it within the first um the first 10 to 15 minutes of the game you're literally just doing something like you might do in the walking dead you go yeah. and click on a tv you open a couple doors and you're in a car and you're looking out the window and you're talking like you're literally not really doing anything that's quote-unquote video gamey other than moving your your character around a room but no one would ever compare the last of us to um a telltale's walking dead or um yeah. like a life is strange like there was click-based games because yeah even though different. yeah even though in that short space you're hardly doing anything that's video game e you're so in driven into the narrative like it sucks you into the world in seconds yeah and then it it's amazing because it's like it throws everything at you at one minute and <laughs> it's and it goes nope you gotta wait for our story now yeah yeah and it kind of um it do you know what it it tells a film-esque story better than films do <laughs> like this is a game like that if you were to sit down and watch it and watch someone else play it you're not even going to notice they're playing and you're going to be so drawn in to this just the story of this game and the beautiful graphics as well like even though i played it on ps3 and even on that like really epic um and so in that first, like, you're not going to want to put this game down. If you if you want to put this game down in the first 10, ten minutes, like, you do, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, because <laughs> it's just not, it's so hard. Oh, it's just, it's such a gorgeous game. Just through so many aspects. So like that, that first, you know, sequence with Sarah, uh, it does a lot. So like Midas, you say it's not video gamey. And I guess on the surface, it, it's not, you're not doing a lot that is sort of, feels like you would in a typical video game but what they're doing is finding like a, a unique way to get you to used to the mechanics of the game by moving around the house uh, and then moving outside of the house uh, with Sarah uh, but then they're also doing the the story side of it of um, setting the scene but then and I'm going to talk about this like towards the end of the episode is uh, laying out like uh, the protagonist uh, ghost so Joel's ghost which is the the death of his daughter uh, at the outbreak of uh, of this of this madness so it's doing a lot of things in such a good way that you kind of don't notice it almost and that that's why it's so good you just you just part of it you're part of the experience but then it, it's really impacting uh, the game from a mechanics perspective but also from a story um, perspective so after you see um, Sarah uh, Joel's daughter die we kind of flash forward to the present day in the game where everything is is just a mess and it's you're fully in this like I guess it's like a dystopian sort of uh, infected uh world where you've got these um infected uh wonder i was going to say like walking around or stumbling around and then you've got like pockets of resistance and like i say you you meet joel uh, a bit more gray a bit more grizzled and tess and they run across or they come across uh ellie who initially they don't understand her importance in this world but 
you know, Joel's just tasked with delivering her from, you know, where she is to where she needs to get to. And we kind of see how they respond to each other at first, because obviously they don't, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing there relationship wise yeah. at first. And, and um, I, I- can I add one more thing before we go into Ellie? This is how much we love this game. Yeah. <laughs> one other thing that I really want to add is I also feel like, I feel like Naughty Dog wanted to set a precedent of what this game is compared to what they've done in the past because Uncharted are incredible games and they've got great narratives but they're very kind of indiana jones boisterous mm. right jokey like um so people knew naughty dog could make incredible games like this yeah. is a this isn't a new thing but i think they wanted to set the tone really quickly and i think they wanted to be make people know no this isn't a nathan drake this isn't you're not going to be swinging around and and being like a yeah. superhero this is a story of pain yeah. And we're going to give you pain from the beginning and right through to the end. <laughs> it's all about pain. Like, um, Tazzy, you were saying that you can't understand when people say that they don't like it. Like, some people, there's quite a few people I know who don't like this game because they feel like it feels sluggish and it feels, um, like I, they, I think people expect it to feel like you're a superhero and you're not. You're a man who's going through pain and he's doing anything he can to survive and 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 get through life and i think mm-hmm. the game the gameplay makes you even feel like that but now we can get past the first 10 yeah, minutes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um uh, yeah so- like what i was gonna say is that that as well joel's so uh closed closed off and systematic and not quite selfish but um like even his relationship with Tess is kind of like because seems like it's because it's convenient and not you know it's not it's not like a relationship built on uh on anything well like not much more than availability and that this works uh it it it's quite calculated like we go good together because of x y and z like I've I've done a tick box sheet here and yeah you fit the bill kind of thing rather than uh more of like a romantic connection uh it's kind of like yeah it works so yeah. uh, well I mean it's, I it's kind of, crazy. Of, of the world aren't they so they yeah. it's just like survival is is the number one priority so that's where you get your relationships based off Mm. I tell you what's crazy. I played the game twice. I completed the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 4 remaster. And I didn't even realize they were a couple until you said today. Wow. <laughs> I can actually talk about it as well. Like, I've, obviously, I played it when it was first out on PS3 and then watched recap to, to refresh my memory. But I'm pretty sure they like say it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they, they want a. There's a moments. current couple they were like it seemed like there was history basically or there were a couple with i think they were, were like that's a get that it's like a couple of convenience yeah. together because you know i feel like at some point there might have been like passion there yeah. uh but then now it's just like we work together and you know there's not many trustworthy options out there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're in a world that you don't really want to make new friends and you don't really trust anyone and both of them have sort of been through a lot uh and and a and a older and like more like you know what like I just want to live. <laughs> yeah, I've done like the whole you know 
normal life kind of thing before this and it got taken away and now I just want to survive uh, and make the most of the survival yeah and I think <laughs> because of like going back to that initial sequence because of his loss it, it's almost a you know I don't want to open myself up to that again to to feel that loss I feel there's some of that in in Joel's character um which is like why when we we meet Ellie then the the reaction from Joel especially because I I guess Ellie's a kid and and she's just you know who is this guy I don't know him uh automatically I don't like him um but for Joel there's a bit more uh to it than that it's like I don't I don't he's purposely stopping it yeah he he's clearly someone that that used to be quite emotionally attached like caring uh, and quite a paternal instinct uh, and he, he i feel like he's self-aware of that and doesn't want to doesn't want to open up anything that could could open him to getting hurt again yeah. and he's like nope, i'm not even gonna i'm just gonna not he doesn't talk just about things yeah, he just blocks feelings he's like nope i'm not even gonna let it manifest um whereas ellie Ha, has made friends, has made connections, and she says it. Uh, there's one point, uh, sort of like, as it's as Joel sort of realizes that he she's grown on him, uh, which is like a bit further down. And um, after she runs away, when he's like, "I'm going to leave her here," uh, and she says, "Everyone I care about either dies or leaves me." something along those lines um and yeah so she is not trying to she's not actively trying to prevent connections in fact she's she's just being human and making the connections naturally as they as they come uh and she's not got this like closed off untrusting uh personality she's kind of open to the possibility Mm. of connection everywhere she goes um and yeah, they're like the very opposites. <laughs> yeah. Very opposites. She's she's lost, but she's like, I'm gonna keep trying. And he's like, Nope, I'm done. Uh and they both kind of learn from each other, I feel. Well, I almost I almost feel like that's a, a representation of, of real life though. Like when you're when you get to a certain age in life and you keep on going through things like as a as an adult a point in your life you're just like you know i can't I, I can't do this anymore like i'm done like and then but where you're younger you still have that 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 childlike innocence of everything's still available in life yeah, like everything can still yeah yeah every possibility still can be like like I can do anything I want where yeah. you get older and you're like, well, no, I don't have that much um, thing. So that, that as I'm saying, the, the, the narrative mm. of not only the the game, but the narrative of those characters yeah. was just so well thought about. Um, and like you were saying at the beginning, um, Nigel, the, the, that, that Ellie was just a package. Like she could have been fruit she yeah. could have been the delivery from tesco mm. fam and she he was told go and do this delivery and you're going to get paid and that was it i don't care about this person i'm yeah. just going to need to go and deliver this item i think i think you're not giving him enough, him enough credit because actually he's very shocked that it's a, a human young girl like he 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 argues against it it's actually tess that is in like 
no, we should do this. He's like, nope, I don't think we should do this. Uh, he kind of still has, and you can see it. There's certain things he do, does, like in the beginning of the game, where you can see the man that's underneath this, mm. like brick, like this this wall that he's put up. Uh, you can see what's underneath, um, and there is little points where he, it's it's not a case of she's just a package. He he's self aware that he will have a connection. He is he's, very aware of that risk, uh, and he, the more they're put in the situations uh, before uh, Tess dies, that he wants to avoid it. He's yes, really he really doesn't want to take her through. He just he's like, no, this is a girl. Like she should just stay here, and I should not have to put any risk and like. I just want, I don't want anything to do with human smuggling. <laughs> like <laughs> he shows that it's not he, she's not just a package, uh, but she is at the same time. Like see, but by I, choice. So he, I interpret I interpret it as he just don't want a responsibility for it. Not so much him him like I might care for her because I don't feel like when for my interpretation I never felt like he was worried that he was going to start caring for someone I just think he just doesn't want any responsibility for it like I'm not even going down that road mm. Mm. That, that's, that's how I interpret that's how yeah, I, interpret. I kind of got the feeling that he just yeah, it's clear that like he didn't want to take any unnecessary risks in this world and I feel like this represented an unnecessary risk uh, where there wasn't much reward and you don't see that really even actually even when they discover sort of the importance of Ellie uh, in that she has been bitten and hasn't turned for I think three weeks and um, Tess is like you know she could be the the cure she could have the cure uh, so it's worth it that was like the first point where there was a a reward in mm. uh in in the job but he still didn't want to sort of but take he that would, risk if he if he didn't care he would have been like we're just, i'm just gonna leave her at, at, at no point does he even say like i don't think this is a good idea we should just leave her here True. uh it's we should take her back he's very specific like if you if you thought someone was not a someone and just a package you you'd be like, the road, like your, your, <laughs> your other option it wouldn't be like let's you'd think either like, if you wanted to wipe your hands of that responsibility you'd just let go like you wouldn't you wouldn't be so adamant for her to be in a spot of safety do you know what right. i mean yeah okay yeah i can, I can um which is why i'm like no he's he's aware of it and at, and at every point i feel i don't know i always got that sense that he he was very self-aware of his risk of feelings and he was purposely putting up a wall. Uh, and at every step of the way, he's constantly purposely putting up a wall. That's interesting. Okay, that's like a new yeah, new perspective on that uh, on that character. But like as you progress through the game, uh, and it for you know uh, large parts, it's you and Ellie. What I was impressed with, and sort of even though I know it came out after I'd played uh, the latest God of War. Uh, first before I played uh, Last of Us and they have a similar mechanic where you're you know you play Kratos and you've got your uh, son 
and again very story driven game but the the son the child helps uh, in terms of gameplay and i like how they they use that uh, as a way to build the relationship so as uh, joel and ellie are progressing like ellie doesn't have any weaponry or doesn't have any firearms and there's a point where she she's like she's asking for it you know because of it there weren't all these scenarios where you know there's all these infected and uh things like that and then joel gives her a weapon and that's kind of like a it's necessity but it's also it shows like some trust and some growth in their relationship and then beyond that then ellie becomes more of an asset uh to joel uh, and you the player rather than just someone who's just on the side so there's points Mm -hmm. like later on in the game where like she's shooting people or she's like hitting people um and actually is saving you in a sense which i thought was really well executed yeah definitely um and they do they slowly build your usefulness for ellie as joel's relationship grows for ellie Mm. uh and as his like wolves come down that yeah it's very clever yeah it's just really cleverly made and like to uh, Midas's point about so that that response of oh this doesn't feel like let's say Uncharted where you're you know you're mowing down like hundreds of uh of bad guys where here the the story lends itself to it and the mechanics as well sort of this is a a slower paced game this is a specific scenario of scarcity Mm. so in this world they don't have an abundance of of weaponry and they play it really well in the game where you don't have much ammo you don't have uh, many health packs and you really you feel like when you spend something like you feel it like when i'm when i'm shooting in this game like i'm almost counting the shots i'm like you know four three two and i'm out yeah (laughs) you you feel that and i like how they've and you're match the mechanics with the the narrative as well yeah and you're kind of trying to avoid to use uh avoiding using your guns like you're trying to find like bottles and things that can be crafted and uh like your um when you get the bow uh mm. you're kind of like yeah i can use that instead because you can get the arrows back exactly okay. and stuff yeah, like start, that start um, being real frugal <laughs> and you are you're kind of like uh and for me like i don't this game and slow don't go hand in hand, but that's because my heart is constantly racing at a hundred <laughs> miles per hour. Like <laughs> you start seeing like the the spores in the air, yeah. and <laughs> I'm like, no, oh, and the music changes, and then you go for a whole bit that there's not even like any combat. So I get why people would see it as slow, but for me. Mm. I'm on my edge of the of my seat the whole time. <laughs> that I don't like it. It's never slow. Yeah, it's because I'm anticipating a clicker. You know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did how did that make you feel, Midas? I think I think um, the slowness as well. Not even so much about just the pace of the game. I think it's the actual uh, mechanics. Like when you're hitting someone. It's like really, it's almost like it really takes me back to those moments in The Walking Dead when like you can see someone just fighting for their life and they're just hitting someone to survive, not 
Um, like we said, like I'm a superhero and I can just shoot everyone. Mm. Um, one thing I did really want to pick That's up on. <laughs> yeah. One thing I really wanted to pick up on what you were talking about, Nigel, about The Last of Us. I mean, the um, God of War. Um, I think The Last of Us is like one of the most uh, important games of this generation. Like there's so many games that change a generation of games like games like Fortnite like have changed the generation and I feel like the last of us changed the generation because I think obviously it being a first party Sony game and Sony putting so much money behind it and it's selling so well made other um, companies be like raw we can actually have a, a game that's a one-player game it's not yeah. about multiplayer yes. it's, and it's really story driven and this game like i i don't believe that god of war um the god of war remaster would be what it would be if the last of us didn't come out and even like just completing um the new Final Fantasy and like when you look at stuff in Far Cry, like you see so many things that call back into this game. And we we keep on talking about the narrative, but one of the things that made this narrative so strong was those voice actors. Like mm. uh, Naughty Dog is, is really, really great at actually having their characters act out everything so yeah. they're doing the motion capping they're doing the voice acting like they're playing out a scene like it's a movie and you really feel it because Troy Baker I've loved Troy Baker in loads of games um but him as Joel like I felt it and Ashley um as Ellie like I felt those characters but even like the side characters like when you meet them two um the brothers yeah the the black yeah, yeah. Um, Henry Henry oh, and Sam and, and Sam yeah, yeah. And Sam, yeah I and cried like, so much think, like like those these these are characters that are not even most people don't even remember them because they weren't in the game they're in long. it for like a fraction in the middle they're important to like and they're various points so impactful so impactful and that 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 casting and and having that narrative built around a like characters like oh hey, naughty dog they're mad you know like they are so <laughs> sick they're so sick and this yeah. game like this game will always be one of my favorite like i love uncharted i think uncharted games are amazing because i think that like, they're the best games that like are action based yeah I put very this cinematic above, yeah but i put this above all of them because just the narrative just it just doesn't yeah. leave me like we're talking about this and I've played this game three... I've played it two times. I played it on the PS3 when it first came out. And I played the remaster on the PS4. Now, the PS4 came out in 2013. And I'm talking to you right now. I haven't watched... I haven't I haven't recapped the game. I haven't replayed the game. Like, I played this in 2013. And it still feels... I still feel this way about this game all of these mm. years later. The amount of games I've played on um, the PlayStation 4, like I'm a big um, PS guy, like Tazzy knows, and I'm <laughs> playing all of the first party games and I won't have the same passion that I think Spider-Man's one of the most fun games I've ever played, but it doesn't give me the same passion The Last of Us. Like, no. This game mm -hmm. blown me away. I mean, yeah, I think when I absolutely. finished the game and I got to the ending, and actually we're going to talk about that ending, um, 
I, I like I had to message people like just to say like I think and I think oh, Tassie was one of them. I like I messaged I just, like yeah. I just finished this game and I just said like applause because it's like to have the the story and the ending that they did it it just it stays with you and mm-hmm. that's the mark of a good story where after you've you've done it's not like oh, okay I experienced that and I'm just gonna put it aside and move to the next thing. It's like huh I'm actually yeah. I'm thinking about this it's, like, it's, I'm, it's I'm genuinely good. thinking about it. Um, cause I actually was, uh, telling Midas before, uh, this game, I, like, so I'm scared of it. Just gonna, might have said it before, but just clarifying. I'm scared of it. Okay. The clickers, terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, so I started playing it on my own, uh, but then, uh, a guy I was dating shortly after I started playing it, um, started playing it with me cause I f- found it really hard to play on my own cause of how scared I was. Um, and then we broke up, but I still had loads of game to play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I built up the courage to play it on my own. And, um, I just had to like constantly text him. Uh, like we was on good terms, but it was like, okay, you never guess what happened. Uh, <laughs> we just met like his, um, his brother. Oh my God. Like this, like the story. And I'm just like, Oh my god! Oh, like because I, you have to share it, and yeah. I was like, you can't miss out on this game. Like it's so good. I was like, you're missing out on the story, so I'm gonna fill you in. Like it's an episode of like a, a TV show or something, um, because it was just like you'll not believe. <laughs> it is really like that, and like, um, oh, no, I was yeah. just gonna say like the, the character because you mentioned like the different characters that you meet along the way and like an important thing about uh like storytelling where you make your story and you you add your characters you really want to think about why is this character here not just because they're a cool character or they have a cool line or or cool actions like what's the meaning to the story and each time they introduce a new character it's always has some impact on you know on on joel and ellie on the, the sort of the direction of the story from that point on and mm-hmm. it kind of builds up to uh, just th- those moments that stick in your mind. So we remember the experience of Henry and Sam. We remember, uh, is it, uh, Bill, the kind of sort of the, the one that's laying all the traps and is a bit, yeah. um, but then he's got some like layers to him as well. We remember, yeah. um, obviously we've spoken about, uh, Sarah and, uh, Tommy, which is, uh, is that Joel's brother who they yeah. meet again when they get to the compound. And that's like, that's a turning point for, um, for the relationship between Joel and Ellie, because you then have them, well, you have Joel thinking, you know, still in that mindset of, you know, okay, someone else take this responsibility. You know, I've, I've gone mm. as far as I can. And when Ellie finds out and runs away, that's a, like a real stretch in their relationship, but it's a real turning point. Cause from that point, on when Joel does decide, okay, I'm going to take on this responsibility and we're going to go as far as it needs to go. Mm. Then we really start to see them become closer and closer. Yeah. Um, and I'm I think, kind of, oh no, God, because I'm kind of like leading towards yeah. the ending because I want to get to that ending. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just on that point, like I think Tommy has a massive influence on that because obviously they have like a settlement um, out in the wilderness and there's families and he's got married and... Um, Obviously, Joel's kind of kind of distanced himself, distanced himself from his brother, um, and I kind of get the feeling it's because it just brings up memories of his daughter, and he just wants to, you know, wash himself of as many things that link it. Um, and 
I can't remember what Tommy says, but I'm pretty sure there's something he says, and I felt it, uh, and I felt Joel change <laughs> at that point. Um, and I know it's one of those moments cocks, where they kind of someone shines a mirror or like yeah. puts a mirror in front of you, and you really see like all the mistakes that you've made. I can't I, remember the exact uh, exchange. But. Yeah, and like I don't know at that point, like Joel's the 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 gears and Joel kind of start to tick his heart starts beating again you know um and then you do you get to that point and they they find Ellie and then they're going towards the settlement and he just kind of goes how far is this place uh yeah no come on Ellie get off your horse doesn't really explain to her as well he's still in that stage of like not talking and not communicating his feelings um you know, I could really go into that yeah. a lot. I'm really into like uh, relationships and between people, but um, and yeah, she's kind of like, what, what? And he's like, yeah, we're going. And then like that was like the point. That was like his decision. Uh, yeah, and then we bring we're back to your your bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is where I confess. Uh, so uh, Tazzy, Bidas, Gina, uh, the only reason we are doing this podcast is because I need to talk about this ending. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest, right? That's the only reason we're here because I need to talk about this ending. Uh, so we get to the point where uh, they meet or they get to the, the Firefly hospital and it turns out that Ellie is, uh, you know, the potential hope for saving humanity from this uh, virus, from this thing that's turning people infected. But uh, it's in her, is it in her brain? And they, they mm. need to operate and she might die. And no, Joel's, she will die. It's not will. might, she will oh, no, die. She will. No, she will <laughs> die, but she might, and she might save everyone, but she might not, but she will die. Yes, yeah, that's right. She'll definitely die. She'll die, okay. <laughs> and, and, and Joel just isn't having this. So he is basically gonna take her away from that place but that means killing the uh the doctors killing a bunch of uh fireflies and as i'm sort of playing through the sequence where you're you've shot the doctor that's gonna operate on ellie you've carried her out you've got troops chasing you it sort of dawns on me like am i the bad guy in this actually it does make you question it it questions mm. it and then even more in the ending credits where and I love the way they did this, like the kind of the courage in terms of like storytelling to not do like your typical Hollywood nicely wrapped up ending where sort of Ellie asks for the truth and, and, and Joel lies to her and she kind of accepts it and we end. And I'm like, whoa, I'm the bad guy. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I had to feel about this. Yeah. So tell me how I feel about this. I don't feel that Joel's the bad guy or the good guy. I mean, we spoke about it before in this podcast that no one's like intrinsically good or bad. We all have both within us and you're, you're always kind of just doing whatever you feel is right on that spectrum. Right. And, um, I, but I don't think he's the good guy, but also like in this situation, I'm like the fireflies are not the good guys either. Like, because um what's the name of the woman that's marlene marlene yeah. yeah uh she um says it's what ellie would have wanted uh meaning she did not confer with ellie <laughs> beforehand <laughs> <laughs> to, to clarify that 
like no one asked Ellie what mm. she wanted. Uh, everyone's just assuming they know what's best for her and assuming they know what she wants. Uh, and, you know, okay, Joel, he's not a good guy, but I think he's better than the Fireflies in this situation. Um, and then uh, watching the, because I never played the DLC, watching the DLC, it clarifies more to me that, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like Marlene. <laughs> There's something about her. Uh, and I really want hope in the second one. They uh, clarify some points. Um, but I feel like he'd done what he felt was right. Um, Do you, and uh, what he, he thought was was right. Because... I don't think he did. It kind, it kind of goes... I mean, part of it was selfish, but I feel like part of it is like she because he says it's not your choice to make and i think uh to marlene about uh ellie's life and i think that's such a powerful line on when people uh, when you're choosing a life over even if it's over the many it's you know it's i feel like it's up to the it's always up to the person uh, and i feel like no, none of their choices are wrong uh in that situation because it's yeah. You can't put a value on anyone's life as much as it seems like you can. And the obvious thing would be like, you know, sacrifice her to save the many. It's, it's a chance. Uh, she could go on to do something even better to save everyone. Uh, I mean, Joel's lie is kind of like, did they even go through the possibility that there could be other kids like her? Because I don't think they did. And I feel like there's a very high chance there could be like one person on the entire planet has just randomly <laughs> like <laughs> that don't sit with me. There's definitely oh, more humans <laughs> that would develop that. <laughs> Midas, help, help uh, me out here. So, I'm not sure I agree so, with Tazzy. So before we even get to that, um, I think what's really apparent is in the loss in the um, the DLC, um, the Left Behind. Yeah. Um, one of the things that has really pushed is that you're kind of fighting against the firefight um, and kind of showing them in a more more negative manner. I feel. Like, I've listened to so much conversations about this and I've heard so much people talk about it and I've even heard Naughty Dog talk about it. And I, me personally, if I was Joe, I probably would have done the exact same thing. Mm. Um, what Joe did was completely selfish. And He's Joe com- was... Yeah, totally. It was completely selfish. And Joe was... Didn't want to feel the same pain that he felt before. But... It doesn't mean I think he's the bad guy. So mm. I, I also, I completely agree with, um, I, I completely agree with Tassie where I feel like no one even consulted Ellie in that way. And I almost feel like, I almost feel like if they did consult with Ellie, she would have said yes because the kind of person she is, she would have tried to want to save the world. Like she mm. was so interested in what this world was in things like going to the record store and stuff like that. And she was so yeah. such a happy and hopeful person 
Um, I feel like she probably would have sacrificed herself, but I don't feel like no, I don't think Joe would have even given, even if Ellie said yes, I don't think Joe would have let it happen because by that no, point, not at he, all. Was in, he, yeah. he was in a selfish point where he's like, I'm not losing my child again. Yeah. Like, he, with, without realising he, he started to let her in and then by the time he started to let her in she was part of his heart and she wasn't going through that again and I believe that it was a completely selfish thing but also I, I it's like when you watch movies and they're like are oh, those people are expendable um, it doesn't matter we can only we kill 70 people for yeah. the mass the better good I don't believe that stuff because I don't believe that any like Taz said like everyone's life is at value um but i do believe that they wrote the story for you to fall in love with a character and then feel like that character portray um portrays your trust because i think if they did it another way where you just went in there and you just fought the fire um, flies and you got her back but because you had to kill the doctor yeah. i think that and you had that, to like you had yeah, to yeah when you when you kill that doctor that's the first time you feel guilty for shooting someone that's yeah. the first time you feel like you feel the weight of a life yeah yeah you feel like a disgusting human being because in in video games like people always joke that um like nathan drake is a serial killer um <laughs> you never feel like that though you're like yeah, no they're just the bad guys and yeah. i'm killing them <laughs> but there's a running joke in the gaming industry that he's a serial killer because he's just running around killing all these people Which and then true. he's like no you're the bad guy for stealing <laughs> yeah. i heard that that's fine but you're the bad guy for stealing but that was that was the weight. It was like, mm. no, we want you to feel yeah. like you did something wrong. And, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard playing mm. through that bit. Yeah, you know you did something wrong, but big man thing, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even I'm not even, even going to act like I, I would have done something different. And the reason why I also feel like Ellie would have gone through it is when Joe lied to her and she could, she you could tell she knew yeah, he was she lying. Yeah, accepted it. No, I don't even feel like she accepted it. I felt like something changed in their relationship. Mm, really? I feel like she accepted two truths. So from every moment before, Ellie has been like the, the hope. She's very hopeful. And I feel like that's part of her personality. So it won't ever completely change. I don't know. We'll see in Last of Us Part 2. But, um, like she, she, she kind of, I think at that point, like Joel has fully become her dad and you don't always agree with your parents, uh, but you always love them. So she, I feel like that moment solidified that relationship between them, but also was like, mm, I can make my own decisions. And I'm a bit upset that you as my father figure uh, didn't, you know, choose what I think's right, but also you're my father figure. So that's that like your parents <laughs> your mm. parents um and i feel like it made their relationship more more of a parent uh, um parent child relationship right. uh but with a strain on it does that make sense yeah i get that i just like i'm still kind of reconciling (laughs) my my feelings uh in that moment but because i i was i was kind of on the side of the greater good 
Um, and that's why I was feeling like uh, I'm the bad guy because I haven't even, as Joel, I haven't even given this option the chance because it's like totally selfish. But I, f- I also feel I would have done the same thing mm. in, 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 that, in that moment. So, yeah, maybe I'm the bad guy. Maybe that's what it's about. Also, like, it was like from getting her there to like, I don't know. It, I feel like there wasn't that much time between getting her there and deciding we're going to kill her. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> run some more tests <laughs> before yeah. you cut this yeah. <laughs> this girl. Like, ready. that's ready. why I don't feel like the fireflies are necessarily a good. I feel like, because in this kind of, it's like, uh, you have two big organizations, the military and the fireflies, and the fireflies are trying to overflow, overthrow the military uh, and uh, grow humanity back to like a peak. Um, whereas the military are like, we just need to survive. This is the new normal. Uh, let's not let's not uh, attempt to get back to a, a a more peak society of humans. Yeah. Um, but I feel like both those groups are very very uh, military type groups, and they're just two sides of the same coin. Uh, and then you've got like the rest of the world, uh, like yeah, Tommy's. Um, their settlement uh, actually quite flourishing, and then you've got the cannibals. Oh, they just... and bear with. I yeah. mean, I, I, I <laughs> love it. that's another like a whole wow. This story is just. I, I love that arc of it as well. Um, that was one and, of my favorite points. Yeah, um, and yeah, like they're just they're just another like regime that want to control everything and. I don't consider like I consider the 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 masses but I feel like for their own power and gain that's what it feels like to me anyway whereas mm. Joel's like having an emotional human connection do you know what I find mad so we've been talking for close to an hour and we haven't even really delved into the infected yeah that's a good point actually we just skipped over the infected like but I mean we're talking about them like what did you think about the design of them and how they worked in the game because it wasn't like um like an out and out zombie game like Tazzy said it's not like every sequence in the game was about mowing down zombies or escaping zombies they were used quite sparingly and and I felt used quite well and designed quite well to fit within Mm. the game well, I think I think it's like it's amazing because like the whole story is because of the infected. Like Joel would never have had to run if, out of his house. That um, officer wouldn't be wouldn't have killed his daughter because like mm-hmm. none of this would have occurred if it wasn't about the infected. And 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 that that feeling on edge that that so even though you don't interact with them that much they have such an impact and like mm. the sound the clicker sound like, oh my god yeah. <laughs> if I ever sound, hear that sound when you <laughs> oh are, my when god I'm getting a weapon ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to fight for my life <laughs> yeah, when you're playing with headphones and that sound it just really it really um, gets to you and what I really liked is like you said Nigel the, the design of them it wasn't zombies like they it was it was it was an infection and it was it was a fungi infection that was growing out of people and 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 when we talk about nine times out of ten when we talk about zombie games and 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 stuff like that we 
our focus is just that that scary zombie element of zombies like for example um when we talk about resident evil the presence is all about the scare mm. and this for me like i don't find this game scary but I do feel like there were scary interactions. So there was moments like when you were going through that parking lot, um, and there's just like the infections are just everywhere, and you're just like, there's like so many. How many bloaters is there in that section? Oh, and yeah. how many clickers? And because you, you can go either through, straight through the middle, or there's like doors on the sides, and you can you can either sneak or combat but with limited supply <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i think i tried like every way and i just kept getting so scared <laughs> just freeze and die it's so mad and um, yeah just a lot of it was sound as well just yeah. not, not just them not being just scared, sound but... sorry like i'm just thinking about like how so even though like the actual infected weren't present for that much of the game the infected had lots of presence throughout this game um so because it was a uh a fungi infection type thing uh you have the spores you have like the the nature and they kind of like grows out of them if that when they die it kind of like everything grows around and you can see it and so there's as you're walking through like any uh area even those that are mainly uh human occupied at the point you see evidence of it constantly uh so even if you're not hyper aware of it it's just constantly around and as you do get into like an infected area you can tell the the atmosphere starts to change uh especially when you're coming across clickers and bloaters because obviously uh they have stages uh so if you if you don't know about the game uh they have stages of infection uh and at the point of clickers is like the second to last stage and their whole face is just like a plant thing uh and then you get into a bloater i'm sure you've seen bloaters in other video games don't need to explain those um but that's the final stage so if there's going to be a clicker, there's spores everywhere. The air gets thicker. There's more like growth along the walls. There's more like blood everywhere. And sometimes the clicker doesn't come when you expect and you think you're safe. <laughs> and then it comes. Comes, yeah. <laughs> and then it comes. <laughs> um, but it's constantly around you. You, you, it, the the level designs are so well made because of because of that. Yeah, yeah, they're really well integrated into the game. Um, I guess I wanted to uh, get a, a couple things for, from everyone while uh, as we wrap up, and just thinking like from where the story is at the moment, um, your reaction on what has been seen in part two, obviously the official stuff from sony and everything uh the trailers uh and where you see the game going uh, and also your favorite moment from the last of us part one uh midas you want to start all right so let's give a shout out to the giraffe <laughs> oh yeah that was that was that was a big, moment. Was, so a big moment and it was it was it was such a human moment because it was the first time that it wasn't about pain. It wasn't about suffering. It was actually like I never thought 
seeing a giraffe would make me have <laughs> feelings. <laughs> I was like, raw, like life goes on, you oh, know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like you that, really felt that, like there's that hope. you proper was like, there's hope at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> like it's mad. Um, favorite moment for me was, hmm, I don't know what is my favorite moment. I think, one. yeah, I, I think it's just probably the over. I think I know this is probably a cop out, but for me being able to a game like the last of us being able to be something like i'm a very like the reason why i game i'm not like a big multiplayer gamer like I don't, i'm not really one to play online i like narratives and i like to be lost in the world and to have sony believe in a studio like naughty dog and let them give them money to to make a game like this like that is a win for me um, in terms of um, part two, firstly, I have to say that right now spoilers are going out crazy. So I'm just trying to do everything to stop myself from spoilers. For example, even when I was looking up like show notes or looking up The Last of Us, like to look at dates and stuff like that, I'm looking at it up all on private viewers because I don't <laughs> want Google to pick it up on my algorithm and start showing me I'll stuff that I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, like showing me, showing me stuff that I don't want to see. Like if I see anything Last of Us on YouTube, I just put it as hide. Like I'm really not just trying to see anything. But the, the two trailers that I did see, um, for me... There's two really apparent things. One is one thing that we we haven't even mentioned that Last of Us is incredible with is with representation. Like they're really good with representation, um, like with multicultural people. But even Ellie being gay, and mm. that's not really explored until um, the Left Behind when mm. you meet um, her best friend Valio, um, who basically. Riley and basically you find out that they they they're fancying each other and they've got this this thing going on between them but they're both young and they don't know how to really approach it and then they kiss um mm. so that opening scene where she's obviously kissing her girlfriend and they're showing that kind of versatility and that is really really important but from everything i've seen so far and i almost feel like ellie's almost showing that i'm i don't care about being the bad guy like i will be the bad guy in this story like it's so it looks so dark and the last of us is quite dark but this one looks really dark and gritty like even the trailer they show was someone being hung on some stuff like i think they're really showing like this is a game for adults and we're not scared to kind of twelve mm. down that and i'm really really excited to see the story they're gonna tell us and that's the thing with the last of us it's not about most games is all about oh we want you to have your own story and there's loads of different threads for you to have your own story naughty dog are like nope we're telling you our story and you're gonna experience it and you're gonna feel yep. what we want you to feel and i'm yeah. really excited to feel what such an amazing team want me to feel mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Tazzy. Oh my god, favorite moment. <sighs> okay. Um can I have two? Yes, I will allow that. Okay. Um so um the the scene with the when we meet the brothers 
Uh, it's actually when they've been together for a while, which is before they leave us, actually. Mm. Uh, and um, Ellie... And so, I think so the brothers, Henry and Sam. Yeah. Is yeah, Sam okay. the younger one? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, so Ellie and Sam are having, like, they're just being oh, kids. Yeah. Uh, and um, Joel and that, they're just like, oh, wow. They're just, <laughs> they're like, it's just a really uh, human moment. And I think it's sort of similar to, like, the, the giraffe scene where it's like life kind of just goes on. You don't stop having these human moments uh and even in times of survival like we're still human we still kind of have stuff like joy and share interests and things like that um and yeah it's just i don't know it's really emotional um (laughs) and then my other favorite scene is uh when ellie has been uh kept captive by the cannibals oh, yeah yeah and kind of does she's like way too feisty and he's like i'm gonna have to kill her uh and just oh she's so badass in that moment and she's just like look i'm infected see it and looks and they're kind of like shocked so she uses that moment just to you know escape and stab one of them and run and <laughs> yeah it was pretty cool just to see her just so um so resilient and so like she just she just keeps on fighting for whatever she believes in. She keeps fighting. Um, and then is that the only boss scene in the fight, the game? Pretty much. It's the only part that really feels like a boss scene, right? Yeah. yeah. Sort of I feel like there's one more bloater moment that feels like a really, but this is more traditional in, in a sense that, you know, you get your boss, your, your yeah. three stage boss, where it's like increasing difficulty to yeah, yeah. eventually take that felt like, yeah, it's sort of more video gamey. Yeah. yeah that, that felt like the most video game moment in the game for me. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. really felt like I was playing a game again. Yeah. Cause it's like, you, it's, it is at different stages as well, isn't it? Cause you, there's one point where you've got to be more sneaky. Uh, and you get your chance to attack, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, and then uh, in terms of like uh, what I'm looking forward to in this, I'm just completely blind. I've watched, I've not even watched a, like a trailer. I've watched the teaser where she's playing the guitar, and then that's it. And okay. I was just like, <laughs> cool, I want to play that game, and I don't yeah. need to see absolutely anything else uh, until I play it because. Cool. I just want to, I don't want to, I know what I want in terms of, I'd want uh, more of, I just want to know what happens. Like what's happened to the fireflies? Is there another cure or is it just like survival? Uh, Is it obviously there's a a point on the relationship and it's like, it's, what is it? I don't know. There's so many options for it to explore in terms of themes and story. Like, where are we going to go with this? And I'm just excited. Like, I don't, I don't want to see anything because I just want to experience it the way I did the first one, which is had no idea uh, and just started playing it and was like, wow. <laughs> mm. That's cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I realized the difficulty in like trying to pick a favorite moment because as you guys are talking, I'm like, oh, actually, I don't uh, find it tough to 
pick one moment, uh, but it was a uh, a moment that I will. I just want to highlight just because I feel like it. You know, I've spoken about the the kind of cross section between the, the narrative and gameplay, and I feel there's one moment that really did this uh, so well, and it was after that winter section where uh, Ellie is quite depressed, and. Um, up until that point, the game has trained you in so many ways. And one of them was the, the boost that Joel gives Ellie's to get to, you know, uh, hard to reach places. So you just trained, you, you go to the, the, the gap or the ledge, you hit a triangle, uh, and it's a boost. So there's a point where they're in some kind of station or building or something. And Ellie's kind of like sat. So you go to the, uh, the ledge, you press triangle. So Joel does the animation to get the, to give her the boost and nothing happens. And Ellie's still sat down and he has to, you have to do it again to kind of, you know, get her to eventually go and do it. But it's such a small moment, but it's so big in terms of kind of communicating the fact that, you know, Ellie is not the normal Ellie that we've seen. And they managed mm. to do that through the mechanic and they kind of reinforced that in, in the narrative and the discussion between the two. So I think for me, that's kind of like one of my favorite moments in terms of like remembering, uh, the game because it, it just, it's such a small thing to make a big impact that reinforces mm. like all the moments that you've had, uh, throughout that game. Uh, yeah. and then. Oh, so go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that's why it's so important not to have spoilers for this game because it's not, like the story is so entwined in the mechanics and the atmosphere that it sets mm. by watching uh, the leaks, like you're ruining the experience for yourself. Yeah. Um, because you're not getting, you're getting a fraction. It's like not having all your senses. No, I know. That's like the whole. It's like eating food without having taste. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and then making it's... the judgment on it as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's well, just weird. <laughs> What's really sad is there's a lot of people who are just intentionally spoiling, putting spoilers out. So like I know. people say that if you don't even, if you watch a Last of Us video, like don't even read comments, comments yeah. like, like anyone who's working within like the industry, who's doing anything Last of Us related, people are just putting spoilers underneath it. Like it's really sad. And it's sad because, um, I've got, I kind of was delving deep to find out what happened um, mm. because Naughty Dog have, obviously last year, they got a lot of bad press in terms of when it comes to crunch and them having a lot of a lot of their stuff saying that they, they've been under crunch and, and, and being like overworked on games and they've done so much better on this year. And initially people were saying that it was a leak that came from the studio, but apparently... Yeah. It was, it was actually a hacker, hack, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So someone who hacks is just, just someone who basically hacked through and is now just spoiling it for so many people and people like us who, who this game means so much, like someone's tweet or someone's comment on a YouTube video could actually or affect an experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Change your whole experience. Cause could you imagine playing the last of us if you knew, um, what happened at the end? Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would be a different experience. Um, yeah, it'd be a whole, like, we wouldn't even be talking about it the way we are. I feel like, I feel like it would still be a very good moving game because it is all the little moments and mechanics that do make it. But I feel like you wouldn't You'd lose take the moment, you wouldn't take the moments to appreciate those uh, mm. as much because you'd be so 
distracted by the yeah. ending. I think I'm lucky that I have the power of obliviousness when it comes <laughs> to <laughs> That's a good power. Gaming and, and shows and stuff. I mean, um, I, I don't understand, like, I'm, I'm not even going to, because I, I, I thought I was going to mention it and go into it, but it just a lot of that just annoys me for different reasons. Just, yeah. you know, if you're interested in the game, yeah, just don't don't spoil it for yourself. Do your best not yeah, to spoil it. Yeah, avoid it at all, all costs. Yeah, just play the game and then make a judgment. Or don't and mm. play something else. It's, uh, but... Um, <laughs> So, I, mean, I don't even care if people spoil it for themselves. Just don't spoil it for others. If you want, if you want, if you want to see it all, you go and spoil it and you has it as a personal thing. Don't spoil it for everyone just so you can get likes. Yeah. Or yeah. So you can get dislikes. So you can some, I don't know, whatever you feel. Some when kind you... of power. True. Yeah. There's no, way I, better I ways you can get it. Do you know what's way more effective than spoiling it for someone? Having the power to spot it from someone, telling them you have that spot power and not doing it. And not, yeah, do that instead. <laughs> Great power. <laughs> responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, in terms of like looking forward to the next game, I think uh, for me, what I would just want to see is, I guess the the decisions that Ellie has to make, because even though Ellie in The Last of Us it's kind of like the sort of breakout star, if, if you want to use that term. Um, this is Joel's story, like, really. But in uh, part two, I feel this is now Ellie's story. So now she's going to, you know, she's grown up and she's going to have to make maybe some of the same decisions that Joel would have made um, sort of in the early days of this uh, this uh, fungal virus thingy. So, yeah, I'm really interested to see the, the decisions that uh, Ellie has to make in this world and the consequences uh, of those from a narrative uh, perspective. Um, mm. So, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, we could talk about Last of Us for ages, but, uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts and your feedback on this discussion, the game in general. Uh, tell us if you feel like the bad guy uh, taking Ellie away from the Fireflies. I'm still not sure where I am. Uh, on that, I might need to meditate on that some more. Uh, but we're going to go into a storytelling tip uh, for The Last of Us. We talked about it right at the top, uh, uh, Sarah, and one of the things that just there's there's a few sort of storytelling things that I could have uh, picked up on uh, and talked about, but I think the the best one is the first one and that sequence and how it relates to your character's ghost so when you're creating a story it's really important to give your character that ghost and the the screenwriter john truby describes the ghost as the open wound that is uh, the source of your hero's psychological and moral weakness and i feel that's so well done in the last of us so it's something that can take place before the story starts uh in this case the you play it you play through it at the beginning of the story and then you kind of uh, go on with the rest of it but the idea of the ghost is to give the the context for everything your character does um over the course of the story whether they realize it or not uh, and in this case it's a major part of the last of us and to joe's character uh, even though he doesn't necessarily realize that until maybe uh, the very, very end. So in Joel's case, you've got the ghost being uh, the death of his daughter, Sarah, and sort of being there while she, she dies uh, in her arms. And the idea is that 
this ghost, this mortal wound is something that the character hasn't yet recovered from. Um, and you see it play out in terms of the, the gameplay and the relationship between Joel and Ellie, where Ellie becomes effectively sort of Joel's uh, replacement daughter, um, or at least filling the gap that was left by, uh, left by Sarah. And then we see this in, in various ways. And we've, we've talked about this, you know, from the initial meeting where Joel is very closed off to the idea of, you know, letting another sort of child take that. Um, take that role uh, to when he thinks he's going to leave Ellie with Tommy uh, after Ellie runs away but eventually decides to sort of take her on uh, where she needs to go and then at the end where he you know he kills a bunch of people uh, innocent doctors (laughs) to carry uh, Ellie to to safety and I feel the benefit of or the advantage that video games has is that you you play them so in this case we we live through the ghost so Joel's ghost becomes our ghost and we understand his bond with Ellie uh, on a different level than if we were just watching it um, but either way there's a few things that you can think about when designing your protagonist and, and designing their ghost uh, so the first thing is to just to think about and define the trauma that your character may have gone through sort of before the story's events take place. So what is their you know, internal scar that hasn't yet healed? Uh, second thing is to think about how that fits into the theme of your story. So The Last of Us, uh, we're dealing with themes of parenting and like protecting the child, um, where something that, you know, Joel doesn't do uh, or you know feels he didn't do sufficiently at the beginning um and isn't you know won't allow himself to go through that experience again so it's his ghost directly ties to the events of the story um the third thing is that the last of us has a very dramatic uh, ghost and it doesn't always need to be that dramatic but just think about the uh yeah the themes of your story what makes sense in your story and your character so what's the thing that your character has been through that is relevant uh to the the rest of the story and uh lastly is how are you going to reveal um that uh, that traumatic experience uh, again in the last of us we see it at the beginning and uh, sort of hangs over everything it might be something that is revealed through a flashback through a conversation you know during the story um so it can take place in in different forms uh, so yeah there's just a few things to think about as you're designing uh, your character's ghost and how that impacts on themes of your story so let us know your thoughts uh, feedback at myamada.com or any other storytelling uh, tips that you might have related to the last of us or just like video games in general uh, so Tazzy, let's find out what our guest has been up to. Um, yeah, so Mr. Midas, uh, first of all, um, I'm going to mention a video series that you've been doing because I was on it. <laughs> um, so Mr. Midas has a YouTube channel where um, at the moment he's doing a video a video series called too many games uh, where he features other gamers and they talk about what games they've been playing during lockdown and what backlog games they're going to use this opportunity to play but do you want to tell us more about it yeah thanks um so my 
my main career is I'm a video game TV presenter. Um, so most of the stuff I do is studio based. Um, so stuff that I do with GGR with on Grand Daily, and I record a show called WTF on um, Jinx TV, which is a Sky gaming channel. Um, and since quarantine, obviously, I'm not able to do any of that because I can't leave or go to any kind of studio. So I decided to come up with some content I can do from home. And one of the biggest complaints that all gamers have is there's too much games and not enough time to play them. So I came up with a series that I get to talk to friends, different gamers. I've even spoken to some developers now uh, just about what they're playing now they're in quarantine and um, what games they love to play from their backlog and something specific around them and had a really, really good chat with Tazzy who explained why she's not able to tell me her top three games. <laughs> um, so if you want to find out why she so passionately won't tell me what her top three games are, make sure you tune into Too Many Games. Um, my YouTube channel is just Mr. Midas Games, like all my other stuff, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything is Mr. Midas Games. Thank you. Um, yeah, it is a great series. Check it out. I've watched, I've got, I think I've got two episodes to catch up on, but I've watched nearly every episode. It's pretty good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so just a reminder to listeners that you can send your feedback and questions to feedback at myamada.com or on our social media at myamada on Twitter, at myamadatees on Instagram or at Tazzy on both. And we are at the end of the show. So a big thank you to Mr. Midas for joining us for this very kind of uh, deep dive into the Last of Us story. I've been, like I said to you, I finished the game in 2013. I've been waiting to have this conversation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel everyone needs a a a good conversation after playing Last of Us. So yeah, um, feel free to reach out to us if you need if you need uh, some a shoulder to, to, to cry on um, or just someone to speak to. Um, but yeah, no, thank you again for uh, for joining us. And as always, you can listen to Story X Story on uh, Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a message on Anchor. And uh, if you like what you heard, just help us reach more people by sharing with your friends and followers. So we talked a lot about storytelling. And in case you didn't know, uh, Mayamada, uh, we make our own manga stories and you can check that out at myamada.com forward slash manga. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier in the show, we are working on plans for a online gamepad event and community. So stay tuned for more news. Just follow us gamepad.events or on social media. And yeah, we'll be revealing more in the coming weeks. Uh, so yeah, generally stay tuned. Uh, we're going to have more podcast episodes, including interviews with creatives, uh, video game discussions, and more deep dives into stories across pop culture. Uh, as always, our email address is feedback at myamada.com. And you can check out the website uh, to listen and subscribe to future episodes. That's myamada.com forward slash story x story. Until next time. Stay tuned and stay safe. Thank you.